Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. I'm your host, Art, and happy Christmas in July, everyone. We have made it past the halfway point. From here on out, it's Christmas 24-7, 365, give or take half a year. I'm really looking forward to what we have lined up this month on the podcast. I've got some special things coming. And I'll tell you about that uh, at the end of the episode today. Today's episode will be just an interview with the wonderful Sina Skates. You might remember when Sina uh, was on our episode last, uh, last year, she and the wonderful folks at the Birmingham Children's Theater put together what possibly could be a first of its kind interactive Zoom play called Elves, The Experience so I invited her back on the show. We wanted to talk about how to keep the magic of Christmas alive throughout the year. And we do talk about that a little bit, but as these interviews tend to do, they get off topic. I really, really enjoyed my talk with Sina, and I hope you will too. We ended up talking, I, I think it was almost two hours. Uh, not all of it was recorded. You know, we were just chatting and, and just had a great time talking about Christmas, talking about our lives. Sina is just one of the most wonderful people you will ever meet. And, and I can't wait for, if this is the first time you've heard an interview with her, um, you're in for a treat because she embodies the Christmas spirit all year long, keeping Christmas alive 365, I think is how she puts it. So I'm going to go ahead and play our interview and then stay tuned at the end of the episode for a couple of announcements for upcoming events with uh, the podcast this month. Today, uh, we're celebrating uh, Christmas in July. I have on a returning guest with us, uh, Sina Skates, playwright and uh, grant winner of, what was that again? The uh, Oh, it was a, a grant from the Dramatists Guild of America. It was just uh, for personal development in, okay. in the pandemic. There were there were grants oh, being sure. given to artists, and I mm -hmm. received a small but helpful grant to continue my work. Yeah, uh, the pandemic has just been awful on many different levels. <laughs> so I'm glad that there were things out there helping you continue on and and writing plays and personally developing and all that good stuff. So Sina, how have you been since we last spoke? Well, um, I've actually been really great. Um, we, uh, um, we moved again. So we moved into our new house and, um, and the children are really settling in very well with their um, schools. And we are just, we're doing great. Things are good and, um, you know, it's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm awesome. Excited, I'm excited to be here because I love Christmas. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Obviously, you, you have to to do it all year round, right? <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm glad things are starting to open up again. I know I being a, a playwright and all that, uh, I, I think I shared with you, my family is involved in the community theater um, they're doing uh, Beauty and the Beast, and uh, my my son, he he's he just graduated high school and he landed the part of Lumiere. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, congratulations! That's a great part. I love that show. He's tall and skinny, so I, I said you got to try. I mean, you're you're a shoe in, so sure enough, he got it. So, <laughs> but he can act and sing pretty well too. So it, it's just been fun. And then my wife and daughter are part of some background characters and in, in the chorus and things. So they'll be popping in and out and they try to get us involved in it. But I, I said, well, somebody needs to be in the audience. So uh, my other son and I, we're going to go and watch and uh, cheer them on. So <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, they had planned to do it last year, but then they had to cancel because of COVID. So yeah, I thought I remember you mentioning the play and uh in in our last interview so i was thinking to myself is this like a different one and i well, well, I, don't, I don't remember now yeah i know well my son is involved in a lot of school plays so that might have mm. been been it but for the school play this year they did the high school musical 
which I actually hadn't seen the movie or anything. So for me, it was, it was brand new, but uh, yeah, he played, um, he, he didn't play the main character, but uh, I can't remember who he, he was now, but maybe one of the students. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the students, obviously it was, um, was it Shard's brother? Um, they were the, oh, he was the, really? the brother. Yeah. It was the brother and sister. Pair. Oh, that's a big role. That's, that's a, that's one of the main supporting roles. That's a yep. good role. Yep. That's great. He, yeah. uh, it's kind of funny. He, they said they really wanted the, those two characters to be strong singers. And so he and the girl he played with, uh, are really, really good singers. They've made it to all state and everything with their music. And, and then the main characters, um, the, the girl sings really well, but the, the guy, the one who plays the main guy character, and I can't remember their names, but he, he wasn't quite as good of a singer. You know, he did fine acting, but so that it, it, it kind of took me out a little bit because you know they're supposed to be better than this other pair and they weren't and i don't know i, I said ryan you were the best singer yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not just saying that because you're I'm, I'm your dad so cena <laughs> <laughs> has written some plays for the birmingham children's theater so how's that going any any exciting plans for this coming christmas well Funny you should ask, just last week, I had a meeting uh, with the director and the executive uh, producer of the Children's Theater, and we were talking about, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to, you know, resurrect the elves show? What is it going to look like? And I had already kind of been percolating some ideas in my mind and basically um we I, I well yes there will be a new there will be a new elves show you know my working title is elves 2.0 elves the experience 2.0 and i think that um so this is really in the baby stages but i'm very excited because it is you know, June, July, we're in the summer right now. Um, and basically this, I have months to put this play together. And last year uh, we put it together in about two to three weeks. So mm -hmm. it was a very fast <laughs> process. Normally mm -hmm. um, a, to write a play, even a short play, I mean, these are one act plays they run about 45 50 minutes you know to write a play like this whether it has music or not because musicals and plays um sometimes musicals are easier because there's less dialogue and you can have a song that kind of moves things along and mm -hmm. i love to write music um so so musicals are sometimes easier than plays because when you're in a play you have to make it funny especially for kids. Otherwise, yeah. it's, it's kind of like goes on and on and on. And they're like, wait a minute, I need to do something. Yeah. So with the with the script, normally, I would take a few months to work on it and we do some readings. And so now we have that time. So uh, this the the experience because it's an interactive will be done online on zoom, I believe, or some sort of um, online video streaming live, mm -hmm. it will be interactive. So that's exciting. Um, there'll be activities for the kids to participate, to help help the elves solve their problem. Because, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you've talked to some elves lately, but they're always getting into trouble and problems. Like there's always something going on at the North Pole. You would think with all that magic, they would have everything handled, but you know, I mean, mm -hmm. there's a limit, there's a limit to the magic. Um, you know, certain things, you know, maybe have to be in place and in a particular way or, you know, and, and then sometimes elves kind of think that they can, you know, do things a different way. And, and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't work. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, they. I, I always love hearing what they're up to. It, it's uh, it's always a riot. So, <laughs> well, the elves are very busy, and you know, honestly, North Pole is busy all year round. 
I mean, there's a little bit of downtime here and there, you know, mm -hmm. but generally speaking, things are pretty busy. Yeah, I, I often wondered if they ever get any vacation time or anything. So <laughs> or does Santa keep him working all year round? I don't know. I'm sure he gives them some vacation. Well, I, I think the elves have a lot of play. I think mm. they have a lot of play time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's work time and play time and, and um, you know. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's a good lesson for all of us. <laughs> There's work time and play time. And mm -hmm. it's always fun when the two can be combined. So, <laughs> well, I kind of feel that way with writing shows mm -hmm. and writing plays and creating worlds for me mm -hmm. because it's um, it's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's stressful <laughs> yep. because you're like, oh, is this going to work? Like, I have this idea in my head. And I have this idea and I put it on the paper and I go, okay, well, was it funny? Did it work? Did they get it? Was it connect? You know, and then there's a little bit of trial and error with that. But the, the more shows I write and the more get produced and the more I'm, the way I call it, the more I produce as a writer, even though I don't mean like, like I'm producing the show. I mean, right. Like, write it yeah, the more yeah. I write mm -hmm. I, to me it feels like a production <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> internally <laughs> yes. okay get it out get it out <laughs> <laughs> but the more I write the more I um the better I get at it and I I see like these these writers who are major producers who write you know lots of tv scripts and and you know these television writers who showrunners who are working on so many different shows and all this stuff i mean they produce a lot and they they can see it and get it very quickly mm -hmm. it's like any skill that you practice like if you're playing tennis and you practice tennis every day you know you get better at it right. the same thing with creating shows writing shows, creating worlds, working with other creative people, <laughs> which yes. we're all a little nutty and crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love it. Um, <laughs> you got to find your people and, and uh, embrace them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Definitely. yeah, for sure. Yes. I, I have a specific reason we, we brought um, Sina on today. She is full of Christmas spirit. 24 seven, 365 days a year. I don't know if I've ever met anyone as exuberant about Christmas as you. So uh, we, we have her on here today. We've been working on this idea to, to talk about how to keep that Christmas spirit alive uh, throughout the year. Uh, it's, it's a message that I, I love. And I mean, that's, I, I love Christmas. I'm doing a podcast all year round. So gotta be some love there. Sina's had some great ideas about how to keep that Christmas spirit uh, throughout the year. As, as you, you put it in, in an email to me that we're keeping Christmas alive 365. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well, I like to rhyme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta, there's a poet about you, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did. And I, I actually wrote lots of poetry and I used to perform and tour as a poet, which is mm. long, sort of a, another lifetime ago, but we're talking <laughs> about Christmas. So, um, so first of all, I will say this. I, I've always loved Christmas because Christmas, and I, I probably have mentioned this before because I mention this every time, is mm -hmm. Christmas is a time of miracles and magic. And we talk about the spirit of Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, it's a time when families come together to celebrate. It's a time when often <clears throat> things that maybe are not going right, people will put aside at this time, at the holiday, you know, the time of feasting and celebration and all of that. So um, that's why I love Christmas. And it was always, um, and, it, it, and I grew up in Boston in the North. And, and then we spent five years in Maine, even further north. <laughs> and what's interesting in the north, in the northern areas, or even um, 
in the far, far southern, whatever, hemispheres, mm-hmm. it gets very dark. And Christmas is a time where everything is very dark, but then we bring these lights inside and we light up. You know, now that I'm living in Birmingham, closer to the equator, it's not as dark and light. You don't you don't see that as much. But that's something for me that um, you know, looking at that inner light shining, and looking at we light some people like candles or like Christmas lights or whatever it is that people are doing um, to create a sense of warmth and brightness in a time of darkness mm-hmm. and i find that huh, i find that the world is is sometimes a dark place um yeah. in my writing writing for children and if you look at children's stories a lot of them are very dark and some of my writing is dark because i think that children understand that too Um, But that what we do is we look for that light and we look for that brightness to come in. And this, I think, is what attracted me to looking at Christmas all year round as a way of bringing that spirit, that joy, and that light into my life all year round. Because... I like that, you know, there's no rule that says you can only have Christmas at Christmas. And what is Christmas? Christmas is getting together. Christmas is sharing. Christmas is being with people you love. You know, so all of these things, I I will say I do sometimes also sing Christmas carols when it's not Christmas, which might be a little like odd. I have some Christmas carols on my playlist and, and we, you know, rotate things. So on shuffle, mm-hmm. so there, there's going to be some Christmas, Christmas carols and, and things like that yep. and Christmas well, music. I, I tell you, no one will judge you here. <laughs> <laughs> we all do the same thing. So <laughs> yeah. I, I have on my uh, car, I can copy CDs like on my library and uh-huh. I have like 18 different, I always have at least one Christmas, usually can I say which album yeah, I put on? Yeah. Okay. Usually it's Charlie Brown Christmas mm-hmm. because uh, that sort of, uh, it, it's not only Christmas. And it was such a wonderful uh, short, you know, film. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is fantastic. It's yeah. very chill, which I like when I'm driving. I like chill music, you know, like relax. Um, but um it's just it reminds me of when i was a kid watching the cartoon as a child and that's something where you know i guess personally i related a lot to charlie brown (laughs) you (laughs) know i I did not have I, i know i mentioned it on our email i did not have the most fantastic childhood and Mm. um I never really fit in with kids at school. I I got bullied and, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, not a secret, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I spent a lot of time by myself at home. And that process to me is kind of what fed into me becoming a creative person, you know, doing a lot of, making up stories and things like that because it was just me and my Mm -hmm. dolls or my stuffed animals and i would make stories and write stories so Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) uh, i you know speaking of that it's something you told me in the email in one of the emails i really like this quote so i'm going to share it if that's all right uh you said you said i think that's why i love to write because you get to choose your own endings and create the world as you would like it to be Mm -hmm. and and i i just Boy, that's given me a lot of food for thought. So <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's what my imagination took over, you know, and why, um, you know, for me, in in all of my shows that I've written, and um, 
my first show I ever got produced was a Christmas show called Twas the Night Before Christmas. And it was about a mouse and a squirrel who were best friends. And the mouse decides that it's Christmas, you know, but the mouse decides it wants to go live in the city to go find shiny things. Because squirrel gives mouse a Christmas present of a shiny bottle cap. And then the mouse wants to go find more shiny things. So the lesson or the moral or whatever is, you know, friendship is more important than things. And I think that for me, not having a lot of friends growing up, which might be surprising because mm -hmm. like, oh, she's so fun and nice yeah, and everybody likes her. And yeah. outgoing <laughs> and creative. But you know, this, this is the thing. When you're a kid and you're a little wackadoo or whatever you want to call it, you know, mm -hmm. a little crazy or, you know, um, I didn't fit in when I was a kid. So um, but then I realized, oh, you know, I'm an artist. I'm a creator. Yeah. And often we, we, we kind of fit in with other people who create. And I think that that's where, you know, okay. So I also put in, I'm going to, this will be connected. I promise. Okay. Okay. But, no so problem. <laughs> I found my tribe in other creative people. This is my tribe. Mm -hmm. And I was saying one of the things important about keeping Christmas alive, 365, is you got to find your tribe. Find other people who like Christmas just as much as you do. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a way easier <laughs> to, to <laughs> yes. like, you know, oh, to, to, to be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to have Christmas, to geek out over Christmas things. So um, one of my first jobs after college is I worked for uh, uh, an organization that had a Christmas store. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was a pop-up. It came, popped up. It was a, a retreat. They did this. It was called Living in Grace was the retreat. And, um, but it was, they would make this Christmas store, mm -hmm. huge Christmas store. And I worked in the products department, all the, the things, things that we sold. And I got to go buying at the Christmas markets in nice. Los Angeles, the big markets. Okay. So, so we're talking like a whole room of just angels, a whole room, giant room of snowmen. Okay. Christmas trees, little Christmas trees, big Christmas trees, you know, everything. I mean, candles, mechanical moving pieces and parts. I mean, the Christmas market, which happens in July, or at least it used to in the LA Mart, in the mm -hmm. LA big markets. Oh my gosh, it was it was awesome. So we would buy, we would buy all summer long for Christmas. And then the packaging would come in uh, September, October, November. We get all the we'd label everything. I got to handle every single little tiny snowman every single little tiny tachi thing and yeah. put the sticker on it and i'm like oh i i actually bought a couple of things for myself and <clears throat> it's a little well it, it it it's a little noah's ark but it's a christmas noah's ark and i put it it lives in my car <laughs> in my center console uh -huh. and and it's there you know, I keep it with me. And then I would play Nat King Cole's version of um, I saw three ships come sailing in on yeah. Christmas Day. And I have a little boat, my little, actually, I don't know if it's a Noah's Ark or it's, it's a little boat of might be, it's it's something, I have to look at it again. Okay. It's a little Noah's Ark or a little boat with fishes. I don't know, oh, but yeah. it's it's Christmassy. I know okay. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so finding your tribe, and I, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that everybody needs to work at a Christmas store. And of course, we would listen to Christmas music all year round in the in the warehouse while mm -hmm. we were labeling the Christmas 
the Christmas things. And I had, uh, it was a nonprofit organization. So I had lots of volunteers. So they would come in and we would listen to Christmas music, all of us. So in that sense, you know, listening to Christmas music, labeling Christmas gifts to be yeah. sold and, and having other people who were just like, look at this. Oh, look at this, you know, and that I think um, helps. And then the other part of the tribe are the people who like, who I watch movies. You know, I watch mm -hmm. lots of Christmas movies and then, you know, they also watch movies. And so, you know, any, any time of year, if, if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling down, if I'm having a hard time, if I'm feeling like I'm in the dark of winter in my soul, I mean, not to say there's winter in my soul, but you know, if there's a time where I feel that loneliness or sadness or, you know, things happening in the world that are just so difficult to, um, grapple with that's the time when i go to okay i'll watch a christmas movie i'll watch you know i'll listen to a christmas music you know i have well you can't see but i have a drawer in my desk dedicated to christmasy things i have i have christmasy i have christmas things everywhere around me um little stuffed animals or whatever and it's not i mean if you looked at my house it would look like a regular house these are small things these are things just for me right this is not although i i did have a friend who had their house decorated for christmas all year round she she wow. did it she does her own christmas show um sure yeah so She's very much into Christmas like me. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like my hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her house had a Christmas tree in every room and uh, they would do um, uh, a video production. So they mm. uh, and cable access and their family had been doing this Christmas show for like 40 or 50 years here mm -hmm. in Birmingham. And it's pretty. Uh, oh, oh, I should get you her. Oh, she would, you yes. would love to interview her. Oh I was God. I was just thinking that, yeah. Yes, and she's she's very exuberant like me. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. I'd love to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's up for it. Like, well, yeah, I'll. I'll uh, she's a world traveler, so she's always. Uh, I think she was in Aruba this week. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah, she is literally a world traveler, um, but you know. Yeah. 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 No, I, I love that idea of finding your tribe. Um, that's something that I really discovered maybe a couple of years ago. Um, you know, we uh, I started listening to podcasts and then I, I thought there's got to be a Christmas podcast out there. And lo and behold, I found not one, but several. And I, I got to be a part of that community and found the people that like Christmas the way I do. In fact, some like it even more than I do. Uh, and, and then it, it just inspired me this last year to start my own podcast and join in even more with that community. Uh, and uh, it, it's just wonderful when you find people who, um, you know, maybe I don't hope it's not inappropriate to say it this way, but, you know, we say a lot that repre representation matters. And to find, you know, Christmas people who love Christmas like I do and to see them do things publicly and all that, I don't know. It's, it's like, this is inspiring. And I've gotten to meet some great people like yourself um, through this podcast. And it's great. Well, and I think that's the thing. If you are somebody doing something and you're the only one doing it and you don't see anyone else doing what you like, then mm -hmm makes it more difficult to follow that um, passion or impetus to go do something, right? But when you see other people like, like, oh, <laughs> you know, my friend brought this huge, gorgeous 
Christmas dress that looks like a Christmas tree and mm -hmm. she loves it, you know, so she can share that with me. And I go, that's amazing. Look at the Christmas tree dress. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. amazing. I love it. It's so beautiful, you know? And um, it was like, I don't know, $300. It's like, I can't afford that. Christmas dress. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I love that you got it. You know, this, this is not my friend in Aruba. This is another friend. Right. who uh, lives out in California. But I think that um, it, and what's great is connecting with people either through a podcast or online or however you connect with people. And then you say, oh, well, maybe that's not so weird that, you know, I love Christmas cat sweaters. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. real specific, because I love cats too, you know, so it's like, we, we can get really specific about what we like and what we enjoy. And then when you see other people doing it, you're like, oh, okay, I'm not so different. And yeah. I think that, let's say as a, when I was a child growing up and I was a little different, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're a child and you're in a small group with a, maybe a small town or wherever, you know, I say I grew up in Boston, but it was a smaller town outside of Boston. But, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it can be hard to fit in when you're younger, when you're a child. But then as you get older, you're like, oh, look at this great big world out there. And <laughs> there's one person who likes to do these things and oh, there might be other people. And, and then it, um, yeah, it, it mm. creates more of a freedom and you get to learn things from other people, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, for, for example, the other week, um, I actually lost a, a bit of cash. Okay. It, I don't want to say how much it was, but it was a few hundred dollars in cash that mm -hmm. um, I had misplaced it. And I said, oh my gosh. I'm having, it's a wonderful life moment. I misplaced the catch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I posted on Facebook, right? I posted on uh -huh. online. I posted online that um, I'm having, it's a wonderful life moment. I lost my cash. <laughs> oh, I had no. a big stack of cash. And I think we were planning a trip or doing something. And, and I, you know, mm -hmm. not something I wanted to misplace. But then when I found the cash, then I posted a little, you know, mommy's teacher says every time a bell rings, <laughs> an angel gets his wings. And so mm -hmm. I was able to post that because I, thought, I found it. The bell was ringing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I found the cash. It was, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's right where you left it. <laughs> well, it wasn't where no. I left it, but I did. I mean, I guess it okay, was good. where I left it, but not where I meant to leave it. <laughs> I do that all the time with like everything. So, <laughs> but yeah. I think like that's how I keep Christmas alive because um, I'm continually referencing back to things like that in my life. And, and, of course, now that I'm writing a new Christmas show, you know, mm -hmm. over the summer, I'll be thinking about Christmas all summer, which is great. Yeah. It works perfectly for me, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think it's it's so important. It's so good to, to keep that spirit alive. Uh, you know, I think of one of my favorite books, uh, The Christmas Carol, you know, Scrooge says, I will keep Christmas in my heart the whole year. Um, and that's what we try to do, but you, you know, it, it's, we also acknowledge that Christmas isn't always a happy time for everyone. Um, you and I both have had difficult Christmases and, um, uh, and I love how you have taken that and, um, uh, you know, basically said, you know what, it doesn't have to be this way. And I'm going to bring cheer into my life and into those around me all, all year, all year long. And, uh, I love that. You know, for me, uh, some really difficult Christmases happened. It was, uh, I was young teenager and my, uh, my parents had divorced and, uh, you, you know, I, my dad wasn't in the picture for a while and Christmases were just gloomy affairs, you know, and, and we didn't have a lot of money and all this stuff. And I was angry and 
on top of all the things that a teenager goes through when, you know, they're 13, 14, 15, and their brain is just misfiring on <laughs> all that. For me, it was a couple of things that were helpful. It was my, my sister just loves Christmas and, and she just had that spirit of joy all the time. And I, and then I finally sat down and read a Christmas Carol and, and that was like the thing that ignited me to realize, you know what, I can change and I can change my experiences and I, I can change my outlook. It was, a, I mean, it's, it seems silly to say about just a, a book, but it, it really had just a life changing impact on me that very few books have had. And I love that idea that in spite of the, the difficult things that have happened, we don't have to let that define us. And I don't know if that's going to help anyone who's who's struggling at Christmas time because you know there are some really difficult things that have happened to people that make that time of year painful. Yeah, and I think that um, you know, for me, I was much younger than my brother and my sister by mm -hmm. quite a lot, and um, I think that one of the things that I remember as a child, very young is watching Miracle on 34th Street, um, the movie. Mm -hmm. And and just, it really struck me. I think I really related to that little girl who just wanted a miracle in her life. And um, every Christmas, I just had this place in my heart. I believed there'd be a miracle. And most Christmases, there wasn't a miracle, you know, mm -hmm. um, the, we did not have a Christmas tree in our house and the presents were wrapped with newspaper. So, you know, that was mm -hmm. kind of most of my Christmases, my fingers would turn black from the news, you know, yeah. and, yeah. um, some of the memorable presents I remember getting was sticky note paper and a mug you know, which, you know, I like sticky notes still to this day. They're especially the colorful ones, you know, yeah. maybe some pens and paper and things like that. So I think that looking back on these memorable presents, now that I'm a writer, I guess, you know, <laughs> that was the miracle that like, here's some more paper and pens. Go have yeah. fun. You yeah, know? I'm gonna go write a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go write a story to entertain yourself. Um yeah. and then later, many years later, as an adult, my uh grandmother actually passed away on Christmas Eve. Mm. So Christmas is not always a happy time of year. And I think that with the story with Scrooge, as much as we look at the abundance and the sharing and the gifts and the food and the the coming together sometimes mm -hmm. there are people who are alone or people who don't have the means to um be lavish or um have a big meal which is what that whole story a christmas carol is all about mm -hmm. you know and i think that you know, for me, that always goes back to the intangible of Christmas, you know, that it's not, and that's been the message in all of my plays for children. It, it's not the things that's important. It's not the gift. It's the friendship. And it's how we feel about ourselves as a child growing up with not a lot of self-esteem and not a lot of um, uh, support or reflection from my environment that let's say I'm a good person or I'm smart or I'm um, pretty or whatever those things are that fill my self-esteem of how I feel about myself. So I, I think that that's what's so important in my writing to um, imbibe that. So whatever the things were that I would say to my younger self, those are the things that I put in these plays. That's why I say I get to write the story. I get to create the problems 
but then I get to solve them. And these were things as a child I could not solve. <laughs> children, you know, children really cannot solve problems. And, um, but as an adult and as a creator, as a writer, I absolutely can solve the problems. And this is why I love Christmas. I love Christmas movies because it is all about there's a problem and how do we help? How do we come together? How do we solve the problem? Um, how do we go from a place of feeling lost or alone or bereft or left or whatever to a place of community, love, involvement, um, togetherness, all of that. So, you know, this is, this is like the hero's journey going from point A to point yeah. B. And um, this is like also on a more esoteric level, how I see my journey as a human being on the earth, if that's okay to say. Oh yeah, but like yeah. This is my journey of not only finding my place of belonging as a human being, but then mm -hmm. also creating that space for more people to belong with me in that tribe, mm -hmm. right? But then also um, as I create these shows and create these worlds where other people can belong with me. So I'm not alone anymore. I got all <laughs> these kids and, and all these imagination worlds and the imaginary places that are being created. So yeah. I absolutely love all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so, that's good. I mean, that's, um, you know, these are things, like you said, I wish I could have told myself, you know, years ago that kind of similar experiences, you know, been was bullied. I was awkward. I was, you know, this and that. And then when you, you find your, your people, you find yourself and, um, and you realize, you know what, I might not fit the mold of what everyone thinks I should, but, I am who I am and I, and I like who I am now. <laughs> and, and you can, you can make fun of me for listening to Christmas music in August. That's fine. Uh, mm -hmm. I've got, I've got friends who tell me I'm okay. So <laughs> it's, that's, that's fine. I, I don't know if it's normal, but it's okay. <laughs> well, and I think that when I think of normal, I always hear, well, normal is boring. Yeah. And, and that's in a show like in a TV show, you don't see them get up and brush their teeth and wash their face and brush their hair and, and all that. You don't see all that. You know, you see what is the highlights, the important bits, the interesting bits, you know, there's a lot of normal out there in the world. And what I want to do is create something that will bring more light into the places of darkness, which is, the, I think that's mm -hmm. what I said on the last podcast, but that's well, no, maybe that's my fine. mission in life. <laughs> so it's not going to change. Yeah, I'm still going to yeah. bring light into the places of darkness. And that's why, you know, that this is like quintessential Christmas. It is quintessential Christmas. And mm -hmm. it is something that is, you know, there's no reason. Um, I mean, I know that we have kept Christmas lights up, um, just nice white lights, you know. Actually, yeah. we still have Christmas lights in the house. I totally forgot. Yeah, we we it's a, it, we always have a string of white lights plugged in. It's been years. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not even aware that I'm doing this, but I just, I like it. I mean, yeah. I, I find them to be pretty, but also, you know, it's, maybe that connection that yeah i keep meaning to do something like that like f find somewhere i can just put up a little strand of lights and just a little christmas reminder that uh, uh if i need it it's there um right right now i have um i have a, a pine candle um it's from walmart it's it's an alpine mm. forest but i love the way it smells 
So mm. if, if I need some Christmas, I, I just light that up and I'm oh, ready to I go. Love so it. <laughs> I have um so this is my Christmas candle. I know the mm -hmm. viewers can't see it, but it's actually was a uh, ball. Like it's it's a it's a large circle and it's painted gold, green, red, a little purple, and it was in the pattern of a Christmas bulb that you mm. would hang on a Christmas tree. So this is my candle and it burnt out, but then I put little tiny tea lights inside. So this is what's holding. Um, and then um, I have like a little. Um, I also have like a little angel sometimes that holds it. So I put the candle and a little angel and mm -hmm. and um, that lives on my desk as well as as well as the yeah. things in the drawer, my little <laughs> Christmas drawer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, what I like about the candle is it, it reminds me of a uh, some kind of air freshener or something we would use when I was real little at Christmas time. So it, it just brings back all those nostalgic feelings, you know, of being a kid and of Christmas. And so uh, sometimes my my son will come by and take a sniff of it. And he's like, I need a Christmas hit, you know, <laughs> sniffs the candle. And I'm like, OK, but that's the only thing you're allowed to sniff. <laughs> uh but yeah he uh uh yeah we 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 share that love of christmas with, with my kids and all that so yeah it's just it's there when you need it and I, I like you know you had that idea of just putting little things around your house um i i still have a christmas picture hanging up uh in our living room i don't know if my wife's noticed it yet <laughs> she probably has uh but it, it's the way our house is there's where I sit in my chair, there's a little outcrop of a wall. And so I can look over and see this picture and it's something I bought last year. It's a, it's a big reproduction painting of one of the illustrations from a Christmas Carol. It's mm -hmm. the ghost of Christmas present, you know, and you recognize probably, you know, Scrooge is standing there and, and you've got the big jolly giant, um, which is mm -hmm. the things he's telling Scrooge, I think are the most profound things in the story, but so I can sit there and see it and where my wife sits, the wall is kind of like behind her and off to the side. So I don't know if she sees it as often, but she's, if she listens to this now, she'll know it's there, but. <laughs> and I, I did you see the movie, the man who invented Christmas? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. Right. Of course. But yeah. It's yeah like, you bet. Well, well, we saw, I saw it though. It was not at Christmas. I, I, you know, I had so many mm -hmm. movies to see at Christmas. We saw that. I think it was February, February, March. I don't know, but it was fantastic. I just, yes. and I have to admit, I kind of related to the whole, you know, schizophrenic yeah. <laughs> I, with how my characters live inside my head, but they, they do not, they're not like corporal projections. They're not that right. real. <laughs> Otherwise you'd need to see a doctor, I guess. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're functioning, uh, you yep. know, as long as they're helpful and there you help go. you put the story together, it may be okay. Yep, yep. Don't absolutely. say anything. Stop talking. I'm still doing the interview. <laughs> yeah. I know some writers who, uh, authors who have uh, saw that and said, this is so true to life, you know, that the characters are like hounding you and mocking you and <laughs> all this. Well, my characters do not mock me. I will say good, that. Good, good. They, they, they don't behave mock themselves. me. Yeah. And really, they mostly ignore me. And I'm like, come on, what do you say next? What do you say next? <laughs> what am I supposed to write next? Come on, show up. Yeah. And they're like, nah, I'm not in the mood. And they just like leave. And I'm like, no, come back, come back. We're not done. We're not done. <laughs> I need to know what happens next. So. Yeah. <laughs> do do you, sometimes your characters surprise you and, and take the story off in a different direction, or do they pretty much listen to you when when you're? Uh... Um, I'm thinking. Um, you know, I don't know that I've ever really been surprised by a character. Sometimes when I'm writing and I'm in the flow of writing, 
and the scene is completed, I look back and I'm like, well, I didn't think it was going to happen like that. So, you know, but mm -hmm. normally when I'm writing, I have a sense of beginning, middle, end. I have a sense of here's where we're starting. Uh oh, something happens. Here's where we're ending. Okay, this is our resolution. And then here are a couple of points I want to hit along the way. So it's kind of like connect the dots, except sometimes the dots move around a little bit. And then sometimes they're not, it's not a straight line. So I think if I'm making an octagon and it becomes a hexagon or it becomes a circle or you know it's some sort of other polygon something you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't always look exactly what i think it's going to look like but um then you know i'll go back to you know uh the director or uh editor go back to them and say hey um i know we talked about this and then this is what happened so where do you think we go from here like mm -hmm. what is working what's not working you know get the feedback and then it's like okay well that was fun that was a fun draft you know the first draft is just the first draft what worked what didn't work what can we make better what do we need to change mm -hmm. and then the editing process um which is just like you know you start with a lump of clay and then you're like all right i'm gonna make a person okay i'm gonna here's the head here's the shoulders there's a the nose ears okay now what kind of hair does this person have you know then we get into more details so it's still roughly what it's going to be but um how the in in okay in the movies right mm -hmm. particularly i'm going to mention elf we didn't get to met I, I don't know kind of maybe running out of time i didn't get to mention <laughs> all my favorite movies but that's a good sure. example of especially these christmas comedies they will take multiple takes of the same scene mm -hmm. where they're just riffing on lines making up lines mm -hmm. and then they pick one of them that's the funniest and i think that's kind of the same thing with writing you have a draft say okay how is that now let's try another draft let's try another draft let's try another draft sometimes it gets worse sometimes it gets better but in the end you kind of say okay let's take this and this or like a comedian who's putting together a set you know they're going to try different jokes they're going to try different yeah. jokes in different orders they're going to say okay if i put this first or this second oh if i switch that around it, it's really the same thing in writing a show where you're looking at how can i build it and arc the show so we have that beginning middle and end and we we carry the energy throughout where there's nothing that lags nothing that feels like oh that was slow and mm -hmm. you know so this show we're working on is going to be way better than the last show which was the last show was good it, it was, was really, really good. good yes and absolutely. this is going to be even better because i'm going to have more time because i will say last year's show there's still two pages that i would change right because mm -hmm. i didn't have that much time I couldn't right, change it. Right. but it's like oh that just this lags like I can feel it lag it lags for like one minute and I was like oh mm -hmm. if we had six months we would have fixed that minute and mm -hmm. made that spectacular like the rest of the show you know so anytime you're sitting in your show you're, you're sitting in an audience you're like oh that was kind of lagging right yeah. those are the moments that if I had punch put a joke punch do a something change something around but with interesting it's like a dominoes when you're writing a show you pick a domino you can't just remove it you have to adjust all the other dominoes or you have to put something else in its place otherwise then you're like there's a hole <laughs> or you bump it and the whole thing falls down <laughs> yeah i know so yeah. you know it really has to flow and and it got to the point where um 
you know, <laughs> Alex, the director was saying, I think we need to change this. I was like, no, no, it's too late. I don't want to change <laughs> anything else because if I change this, it can make the show worse. And yeah. I didn't want to make the show worse. <laughs> but now we've got plenty of time to make the show better, make the show worse, make it better, mm -hmm. make it worse, and come out with a fantastic, I mean, even more fantastic product than what. And last year's show really, I mean, we sold out every show between Thanksgiving and Christmas oh, and neat. then extended it after Christmas for another week. So it was, it was fantastic. It, it did really well. So. Sina, just to ask one more question here. Uh, what are you hoping for, for this Christmas? Uh, what, what's, whether it's a, a present, an activity, uh, an event. Well, um, <clears throat> Last year, December 21st, we moved into our new house. So uh, we did not get a full on Christmas tree situation. So we got a little potted Christmas tree and it, it held on for as long as we could, but it died a couple months ago. It, it, mm -hmm. it, they're, they're not really built for Alabama mm -hmm. in the summer. <laughs> As much as we tried to follow our directions, it, it did not survive the, the Alabama summer here. So um, I'm looking forward to a really beautiful Christmas tree. And this year, I think that um, we may be doing some kind of angel gift, um, you know, as our children are getting older, there's less mm -hmm. things that they really want. So mm -hmm. we may be doing some type of service project or something like that. We've been kind of leaning in that direction. And um, as our children are aging older, different types of um, rituals or celebrations, or you know, normally at Christmas, we give a gift to a local shelter or something like that. But mm -hmm. we're thinking about um, kind of shifting from receiving presents to more of giving and giving back. So, um, and that's just something that we're kind of in process with. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that manifests this year. And yeah, of course, awesome. I'm looking forward to my new Christmas show. <laughs> yeah, me too. Elves me too. 2.0. Oh, that rhymes. So I'm looking forward to my new Christmas show, Elves 2.0. <laughs> Brand new poem. <laughs> heard here, heard here first. <laughs> yeah, my my daughter Grace and I watched it last year and it was really fun. Um, mm. well, we'll have to have you back on when it gets closer to being out. We'll get you some promotion and uh see if we can. I know. I think last year it was really we were scrambling at kind of the last minute, as as were oh, yeah. you. Yeah. Oh <laughs> but, yeah. Oh yeah. And Alex, he's coming back. The okay, plan good. is for him to come back to direct, um, direct the show. I think we'll have some of our elves coming back as well, and maybe some new elves. So mm -hmm. um, maybe uh, yeah, it should be lots of fun. Um, the, the elves were fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. So I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. All right. Well, we'll have uh, we'll have to have you back on. We can talk more about Christmas later too. And uh, yeah, there's just... just so much to talk about. I feel <laughs> I like know. we could be here all day. And you know, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I have so many more notes of things. Even I after I sent you that long email, <laughs> like oh Christmas. I mean, we didn't even talk about the Christmas network and every. I mean, the whole thing. So um, yes. Santa yes. Network, uh, the Santa Network. The okay? Santa Network. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, we'll so. I'll have you back on in maybe a couple months. We'll talk about the Santa Network because I have well, questions. I would love to. <laughs> I, it's always a delight to talk with you, Art. Thank you so much for having me back. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I could do this every day. And I, I, I kind of do because I have the, I do chat with my friends and I tell them what I'm up to every so often. Like, mm -hmm. oh. I did this today. Oh, I did that today. You know, did this little Christmassy thing and and all that. And um, we just have mm -hmm. a little smile 
and that's always nice. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, best of luck to you, Sina, and and I hope your creative juices start flowing, and we can get a good, good uh, Christmas play this coming this December. So. Oh yeah, no, no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's already yeah, it's, it's going. gonna be great. Good. I'm oh, so I can't excited. wait. I can't yes. wait. <laughs> I might be the only one watching it, but I'll I'll watch it. So <laughs> no, I, you I, mean, uh, the Christmas show. Uh, I'm expecting we're expecting to sell out again for sure. Yeah. Great, great. <laughs> yeah, but maybe we'll have you for one of our previews. That yeah. would be great. You come yeah. see one of the works in progress. That's always a a little hairy, but once the <laughs> show gets up on its feet, it is fantastic. Um, all right. Well, you you take care, and uh, I guess Merry Christmas. Ah, thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks again, Cena, for coming on the show. We will have you back on if our schedules can line up. Thank you for sharing the light of Christmas. Because of the length of the interview and for what I have coming up, that will be all for our program today. A couple things about what's coming. Because this month I have a special four-part story I'll be reading for you. And I'll be releasing those on Fridays for the month of July. The story is called The Christmas Hirelings by Mary Elizabeth Braddon. Maybe that's a story that you've heard of, maybe not. I find that a lot of people are unfamiliar with it. Mary Elizabeth Braddon was uh, a popular Victorian writer, and uh, she's best known for her novel Lady Audley's Secret, which is a great story. And uh, she lived from 1835 and died in 1915, so she was a, a very long-lived writer. And uh, she ended up writing more than 80 novels. And I've read a couple of them, and they're they're pretty good. Most of them are of like a gothic nature or mystery type story. And this one, the Christmas Hirelings, is very different than what from what she usually wrote, or at least from what I've mostly read by her. This is a heartwarming Christmas story of redemption and of cheer. And according to its uh, the book description, it says it is the story of a lonely widower who reluctantly invites a group of children to his manor for Christmas. It showcases the benefits of opening your doors and hearts during the holiday season. It's very Victorian, which I love, but it's so beautifully written. I don't know. It's just right up what I like in a Christmas story, that that idea of redemption. Most of us are very familiar with the story of Christmas Carol. And what's fun is that this story kind of addresses that story in some offhand remarks and some different allusions to it but it is on its own its very own story i can't wait to read that for you so those will be released on fridays of the month of july and you don't have to subscribe to anything else this will just come right down it right into your uh, podcast feed if you are subscribed on one of the many many ways you can get those podcasts and uh in addition to that then i'll be releasing normal episodes on Mondays of July. I've got a couple interviews lined up. And then coming up on July 12th, so next week, that's going to be my podcast's one year anniversary. And I would really love it for you who are listening to send me a greeting, send me a note, send me a voicemail, something that I can play on the show or read. That episode's going to be probably pretty long. One of the reasons I'm dividing up all the all the episodes this month is because maybe some of you don't care if you get a, a, a two plus hour episode every week, but to me that feels a little long, so I'm, I'm just kind of dividing it up. So this month in July, you can begin and end your week with a cozy Christmas podcast. And I don't know about you, but that sounds like a wonderful way to spend July. I posted on my Facebook page some pictures of the poster cozies that my sister made. As I've described it, it's like a warm Christmas sweater for your coffee cup. And if that's something you'd like a chance to win, there are uh, several ways you can enter the contest. Liking or sharing the Cozy Christmas Podcast social media accounts, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, that will automatically get you entered in. Also, if you can leave a review on 
on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they're calling themselves these days. That is such a great way to help the show out. But And if you've done that, let me know. Just send me a, a, an email, a text message, slide into my DMs, whatever that means. <laughs> and um, let me know you've done that and I'll get you entered into the contest. Then another way you can help or you can be entered into the contest is to send me a Christmas story. Perhaps it's a story that happened to you, a favorite memory, a favorite tradition. I'd love to hear those and I'll share them on the podcast and get you entered into into the drawing. And then uh, finally, if you want to help the show out in a financial way, you can go to ko-fi.com, that's ko-fi.com backslash cozy Christmas. And for a $3 donation, you can help support the show as well as being entered uh, three additional times into the Coaster Cozy contest. All right, so enough rambling, enough talking from me. I've got a story to read. Um, so I'm looking forward to bringing that to you on July 9th. Be on the lookout there for the first part of The Christmas Hirelings by Mary Elizabeth Braddon. And so in the meantime, be kind to each other and do good. And remember that there is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. Have a very Merry Christmas. Christmas.